welcome back to Off the Clock with AMA. Um, we really hope you enjoyed our last episode, and we're so excited to be back with you guys again this week. Um, we have a very special guest today, but first, just to remind you guys, my name is Emma, the director of podcasts for AMA, and... And hey, everyone, I'm Eric, the assistant director of podcasts. Unfortunately, Mateo couldn't join us today, um, but to fill in his place, we have our special guest, and we talked about her last week a little bit, and we'll have her introduce herself. This is Chris, the <laughs> VP of marketing. I know I just said she didn't. I felt kind of bad not, <laughs> not being like, well, you should know her name first. <laughs> so, okay, now I'll send it off to you. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Chris. I'm the current VP of marketing for AMA USF. Um, I've been in this chapter for almost two years now, and I'm just really happy to be here. Yay! <laughs> guys, I love Chris so much. I know. She's, She's like the best boss ever. Like, actually. <laughs> um, but before we get into like our um, set of questions that we have for her, um, if you could go a little bit more in depth on like uh, your major, uh, what got you into AMA, your favorite part of it, and how you were able to get into the VP position. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm a fourth year. I'm a rising senior, basically. I graduate in the summer. Um, integrated public relations and advertising major. And interestingly enough, I found out about the club through directly through Dr. Jarrett in her marketing class. Um, I came into USF as a health science major and then went to marketing. <laughs> and now I'm in integrated <laughs> PR and advertising. Um, this is my last switch, y'all. I'm trying to graduate. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, But yeah, I got into AMA because I was new to the... Um, marketing part of like the business school and everything and I was like mm, I need to make friends <laughs> and like the people I was meeting in class um they were excellent and I, I loved hanging out with them but it would never make it like out of the classroom really and so I just one day I asked Dr. <laughs> I asked Dr. Jarrett like where is the AMA room and we walked together and like the rest is history and um first day I was there I talked to Fernando who was the current VP of marketing and um, I joined marketing committee like immediately. That was my first committee. Um, so I was always very passionate about marketing committee because of the creative aspects to it. And um, little by little, I went rising into a position. So then the semester after that, I became AD of external affairs for membership committee. So that semester actually wasn't super involved in marketing just because of time constraints and commitments. But marketing is still has always been number one in my heart. And then I became co-director of social media. And now I'm VP of marketing. Wow. Those are some big steps. <laughs> <laughs> like giant steps. Mr. Worldwide, bro. Like, I know. It, <laughs> That's so interesting. Like I always hear, we talked uh, last week about our transitions and our growth within mm -hmm. college. And Eric went from speech therapy to marketing, or to pharmacy. Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. To marketing to IPRA. And mm -hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, what? when did you realize that you wanted to be a creative? Me? Yes. Like, I feel like you've always had mm -hmm. creative aspects in your life. You're a very, like, fun person. Thank you. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, I, I think I don't see the connection between, like, health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, all my life I've been into art and other creative outlets. But for me, that was always separate from jobs. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of, like, this stigma around business majors and creative majors, honestly. Because I was like, oh, they're not going to make good money. At my school, um, they honestly kind of didn't really expose us to the business side and, like, the business majors and mass comm majors available in college. But um, so I was always like, oh, I'm going to be 
cardiologist. I'm gonna be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Like that's what I always wanted. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's just a heart that's surgery. Something like, that's hard. <laughs> it sounds because <laughs> I always was like, oh, I want to like help people and like um. My my uncle actually passed away from like heart problems, so that was like something I was really passionate about because mm-hmm. I was like I want to you know I want to help people like my uncle, um and stuff like that before things bad things occur, mm-hmm. um and that's kind of where that came from and like my parents were always like yes our daughter's going into medicine yeah <laughs> right so I was like yeah like woman in STEM and then <laughs> and then I became a woman in STEM <laughs> and I was not doing well in biology. Um, I was doing well in chem. I actually really like chem. I thought about being a chem major, but that kind of, I feel like bio is more important in the aspects of like human health and everything. And I was like, I don't think doing this for four years and then four more years and then a residency program is right for me. Um, I'm not passionate enough about it. And I think for medicine and stuff like that, you have to be really, really passionate about it to actually appropriately care for people. And so then that's kind of when I went exploring and I was actually going to leave USF. And I was going to go to an art school. I applied for the Art Institute of Tampa. And I also applied for Academy of the Arts in San Diego. And I was going to do an online program with them for fashion manufacturing. um, Because I've always been into fashion design. And so then one day I get a call from the Art Institute of Tampa. I got accepted. um, And they're like, hey, so you applied for fashion merchandising and like manufacturing. But we actually don't offer that um, major at this campus. We offer that at our parent campus in Miami. So. If you want to do that major, you have to go to Miami or you could do like fashion marketing here. And I was like, what is fashion marketing? (laughs) And I looked it up and I was like, USF has a marketing program. What is that? And I looked into it and I was like, you know what? That's really interesting because why would I pay like private school prices um, that I can't afford realistically? I don't have enough money for that. I don't have enough scholarships for that. When I could go into a career that is more of an umbrella where I could go into any industry relating to marketing. Um, And that's kind of how that started. Um, It just came naturally to me in the sense that I was attracted to it, and I luckily got exposed to it through not having the availability of fashion manufacturing here. So Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. I I just hopped around. I don't know. That was amazing. Great storyteller, as always. I know. Like, <laughs> she's just so good at it, guys. No wonder she's our VP. <laughs> no, but it, that just shows, like, how crazy life can be. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything does happen for a reason. Like, we wouldn't be mm-hmm. doing this right now if yeah. you didn't look more into marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have a couple more questions for mm-hmm. you. Um, I think we kind of touched a little bit on your VP of marketing side we might circle back to that but I kind of want to ask you your general opinions on like some I don't know like hot topics right now mm-hmm. in marketing so I have the first question which is what are your thoughts on chat GPT in relations to marketing or advertising yeah so I think a lot of people have fear of chat GPT and like these artificial intelligence um, programs taking over their jobs um there's nothing that could replace an actual human and I think that is extremely evident in specifically programs like ChatGBT, where you have to, you you can't get specific and original information from it. And that kind of goes along the lines with um, Dolly. Dolly realistically steals art, in my opinion, because Dolly is taking different elements. Dolly is the art, artificial intelligence one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dolly takes pieces and parts and inspiration of other people's art styles and then just smushes it into one. At no point do I think 
it is capable of being completely original because it's mm -hmm. taking inspiration from humans. So the only reason artificial intelligence is good at all is because of us. So there's going to be a certain point where people and companies who are using artificial intelligence um, heavily are going to reach a cycle where there's not going to be anything really new mm -hmm. because it's recycling information that we already have. Um, do I think it could be really useful? Yeah. Um, I think ChatGPT and these artificial intelligence uh, programs can be excellent for like small businesses or independent um, like freelancers and stuff like that, especially for copywriting, I would say. I think it's really good to help you brainstorm copywriting, things that like rhyme, things that sound good. Um, sometimes captions for posts like that. Do I think you should heavily depend on it for any sort of like professional release or statement? No. Um, but I'm obviously very biased because I'm in the industry and I, I don't like that some people are so into using artificial intelligence when there are people that study this for years and that's something a robot can never replicate. True. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah. been a lot of talk about it, and it, I'm very glad that a lot of people agree with what you said. Mm -hmm. um, like, I feel like all three of my classes have brought it up at some point, yeah, because it really is something that's coming so fast and changing the industry just so quickly that we have to kind of learn it before we fall behind. But I like your answer. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts, Eric? I was gonna say, um, yes, artificial intelligence and chat DBC is getting popular but like chris said it is something that's influenced by us mm -hmm. humans and if it is progressing like I, it's not in a mean way but we just have to learn how to work smarter and harder than ai and chat gpt if that makes sense yes mm -hmm. so like essentially it's not going to be smarter than us because we'll find a way to like improve yeah yeah, it can't replicate our thought yeah, process. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. I'm like <laughs> doing this on the t <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know how into like celebrity or business or just pop culture drama mm -hmm. you're into, but um, I want to know what is your most unpopular opinion about any recent marketing campaign or a PR stunt or even just an advertisement you've seen on TV. Yeah, so one thing, I don't know if my opinion is unpopular, but I feel like a lot of people haven't discussed it in the way that I see it, is um, when Doja Cat told, like, everybody that, like, she hates her fans, la, 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 that, to me, that was all a PR stunt, and it was very obvious to me, and I think people took it, like, very seriously, um, but here's the thing, Doja Cat has done worse things and like actual things that aren't just stunts yeah, and has recovered from them <laughs> so i had no doubt that she was going to recover from this people are like ah oh, doja's canceled ah oh, doja's never recovering from this because she hates her fans then she performed at what the vmas and everybody was like ah i love doja no literally like, everybody literally. flipped the switch so quick <laughs> because she didn't she did that on purpose she knew she was going to recover from it and she knew it wasn't a big deal now do i think her boyfriend is a big deal and all the other problems surrounding her yes i don't think that's mm -hmm. a pr stunt but do I think her being like, I hate my fans, leave me alone, was a PR stunt? Absolutely. Her album's doing amazing. Um, it performed really well. The fans are listening to it regardless. A few people deleted their Twitter accounts. Very small consequences for the success that her PR stunt had, in my opinion. True. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember when that happened. And I'm not even, like, a big, big fan of her. But even mm -hmm. I was like... That's really mean. Yeah. <laughs> but after I started reading more into it and seeing how people were reacting to it, I was like, oh, 
this is the reaction that she wanted. That's exactly, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, <laughs> not, I guess it's fair to compare them. Like Trisha Paytas. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> in a way. How she, like, does stuff that she knows will make people angry. Yeah, and that's, like, it brings more politically revenue. correct. Yes, yes. and because people are going to watch it because any attention, good or bad, is attention. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. money. Like, when she did the whole literally anything appropriation. Yeah, <laughs> she's been and people everywhere. I'd be, like, <laughs> be like, don't do this. She's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. But you're still watching the videos. Yeah, yeah, the whole core of this is revenue. Yeah. It's putting money in their account. But honestly, there's like their PR people, they're really smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, I you know how stars do like an alter ego? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is Doja's alter ego. Yeah. She's I, supposed mm-hmm. to be mean, mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, and that's like dark. the theme of her whole thing is like, oh, I don't care what other people think. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, she's the devil, she's worshiping him. A lot of music artists do that. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of musicians do that. (laughs) And it's like like, compared it to the Panic at the Disco. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also that's like happened with like um, Playboy Cardi and Travis Scott. People are like, they're worshiping the devil. They're selling their souls to get money. And I'm like, no, they're doing it for attention and musical expression and you're buying into it. Yes, Yes. exactly. Nothing wrong, in my opinion, if you're not actually like hurting people. Exactly. Yep. So true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, another question I have is, what do you think the future of marketing will look like? And do you have any specific hopes? I don't have, like, a way to kind of, I don't know what's the word for it. Like, simplify it? Simpl- yeah, to simplify it. Mm-hmm. But Because I know it's, like, a broad question. But I guess this kind of goes for literally anything. Like, if you want to see... Um, I don't know, like print advertisement come back or something. That'd I be do. Crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I actually oh, am like a huge fan of like, um, I mean, I feel like it kind of has been making a comeback just mm-hmm. in certain areas more than others. But I love when like musicians do like those balls like plastered in their posters announcing oh, something. Yeah. I love that. People steal them afterwards, mm-hmm. which is really funny to me. But it's also like, oh, you're giving it another use, right? They're yeah, just going to yeah. throw it away anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, I love stuff like that. Um. I don't know. In terms of like the future of marketing, I guess this kind of pertains more to the industry side of it. Um, I think as more of our generation starts rising into the industry, we are going to go back to more um, experimental and like retro type of stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, We actually just did a LinkedIn, (laughs) a little LinkedIn um, infographic type of thing about nostalgia marketing. And I think that's a really good prediction of the future as well, because our generation has such an appeal to nostalgia um i think stuff like that is going to come back i think more print is going to come back and another thing about our generation rising more is i think there's going to be more um wide acceptance of piercings tattoos dyeing hair and um, more freedom of expression in terms of how you present yourself um and that's something i'm optimistic about because um there is this stereotype but i hate to kind of like feed into it but that like older um white men are ruling the industry in higher positions mm-hmm. and i think that um that will kind of end or lower hopefully as our generation starts rising up like me personally as like a woman of color i i aspire to be like the level of like in the level of power that these older white men are at and i want to create a more like welcoming industry because the first thing when people think of business is like oh you have to be wearing formal like business formal all the time you can't have like showing tattoos you can't have piercings and i think that in the future that will change i agree with that because now you're seeing 
a lot of business people wear like sneakers to work, mm-hmm. like showcasing their tattoos, going with like dyed bright green hair. Like mm-hmm. that's a weird color, sorry. <laughs> but it's showing how like our generation is like breaking those standards. Mm-hmm. And like we're saying you're not gonna judge us. We can freely express ourselves. And I like that a lot. And then another thing I liked what Chris said was um like women dominating or like going higher than uh, men in the industry, which I personally am looking forward to as a man because I do see that men are ruling the business industry, but I'm seeing a lot more women like get to a CEO position or be like the chief editor of like a newspaper. And that makes me excited because like it's showing that history is like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Evolving. Evolving, yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) no I I think it's one of those things that it's you think it doesn't matter as much as it as much as it does because I remember I've had conversations with people and they're like well just listen like they're paying you yeah you're you know they treat you well just hide that part of yourself but you Mm -hmm. don't you shouldn't have to Mm -hmm. because the way that you look doesn't always correlate to how you act and your values I would say it doesn't correlate at all yeah exactly so I I think it's really good on a company to recognize that mm-hmm. and try to, you know, actually hold up these progressive values, which the, it should just be the standard. But <laughs> I agree. And that's why I think that will rise with our generation, mm-hmm. because I feel like our generation is more open yes. than mm-hmm. older ones to that. Just because of social media, and we are so exposed to different mm-hmm. people, even if we ourselves don't have like tattoos or piercings or dyed hair like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. and then um another question that i have for you is what is something you would tell someone who's diving into the creative fields um don't be afraid to experiment and ask people for help when i okay funny story like i used to help okay so my mom does art um (laughs) but she does like actual painting on like wood and on canvas and stuff like that so i've always been surrounded by that creative aspect but never like digital art or vectoring um or graphic design and there was a certain point where my mom kind of wanted to convert some of her art into vectors and so I would have to do that and I was always like I'm never going to be a graphic designer I hate Adobe like Mm -hmm. and then in school I started experimenting with Adobe on personal projects and these other um you know for classes as well and I was like wow I love Adobe and like I love Illustrator and I love graphic design and now that's kind of like what I mostly want to go into into the future and that's all thanks to experimenting and um I've also learned that like I don't want to necessarily only focus on social media marketing which is what I thought at first because I've been exposed to um advertising in like an agency setting so I think my advice would be to explore and not to be shy to try new things because everybody who is good at what they do was in your position at one point and the reason they're good is because they tried new things and they stuck to it. So if you like it, stick to it, refine it, get better at it. If you don't like it, now you know what you don't like. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't either. I, that's really good advice. I think. Um, I think both of you also experiencing too, like. Well, maybe yours is a little different, but Mm -hmm. the whole thing of, like, you're going from one thing to another, you have to, like, something with such a drastic change, uh, Mm -hmm. um, major-wise, that you have to explore and 
even though it wasn't like a new introduction, you still didn't know how deep it could go. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. It's that's like the tip why of the I switched. iceberg. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's also okay to switch majors. And I always heard that statistic in high school. They're like, the average college student changes majors like twice or three times in their college career. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm going pre-med. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended up being me five times. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's important to experiment and find what you like and what you're passionate about. Especially you never if you're spending know who money. you are, like, right when you go into college. Exactly. Right yeah. yeah, and I, if you're spending money on an institution, spend it wisely. Like, study what you want, yes. study what you want to learn. No, I remember, um, maybe this is just my mom. She would always say, in middle school, she said, by seventh grade, I want you to know exactly what you want to be. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I didn't have, like, the, like, I didn't know vocabulary of, like, different jobs. I didn't know what yeah. a marketer was. No, same. I was just, like, doctor, lawyer, veterinarian. <laughs> no, literally. Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the four jobs that I know. Um, and so I always kind of settled for something else. And it wasn't until I got a job, and even then it wasn't until, like, my senior year of high school that I was, like, oh, marketing sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And even then, when I got into the major, I still had no idea yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is really cool, but what am I going to do afterwards? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the help of AMA and also just, like, building a friendship that also can be a network, it's That's been really great to kind of solidify what I want to be and what I want to do because I know, like, we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Yeah. That's just my little thing about it. (laughs) All right. And then this is my very, very last question. But it kind of goes back to um, VP of marketing. And what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone that wants to be in your position someday? Um, In AMA specifically, right? Um, I would say, actually, if you could do like AMA specifically and then Mm -hmm. just general leadership. Yeah. Um, Apply for everything you want. Even if you think you're underqualified, you're probably not. Um, Apply for it. And that goes for any industry, any job you want. Um, specifically to VP of marketing, whoever wants to be in my position. Um, I guess what was the question? Like advice for them yeah. who want to become a VP yes. of marketing? Yeah. So I guess get really comfortable at the idea of being uncomfortable because you're gonna have to suddenly kind of jump into leading a big committee. Um, we are the biggest committee <laughs> in AMAUSF. <laughs> um, so when you jump from any other position into VP of marketing, you are very exposed to um people all the time. So, and that's something a lot of people are scared of. Um, but that's where you grow the most. So, like I said, being comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable is crucial because you're not only, like I said, meeting new people but you're pitching your committee to people constantly. You're telling them why they should join marketing and why is marketing the best committee without saying they're the best committee, right? Because everybody wants to recruit for each of their committees. And also, um, for me, I didn't have experience in podcast or anything. And now podcasting falls under marketing committee. And I was like, <laughs> like, no, I, I was really... like that too. <laughs> I'm the director. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how are we going to... How am I going to learn this? How are we going to do this? And um, it's just important to go through it and learn. And, like, there's going to be hiccups and everything. And just be comfortable with that and accept that. And that's not anything that is your fault. If if something bad happens and it's out of your control, that's that. And you have to accept that. 
So, um, yeah. And then for leadership in general, like I said, apply for everything because you never know if you're going to get it or not. Worst thing people can tell you is no. And that's not a big deal. You have to get used to rejection, especially in business. It's extremely competitive. So by um, constantly being exposed to these opportunities and rejection, you're training yourself for the real world. And if you do get the position and you start learning and you start developing those leadership skills, you become more confident. And when you're confident, you present yourself completely different in real, like, harsh interviews for jobs, for internships. So just take as many opportunities as you can while knowing your boundaries and knowing your limits. That was so girl boss of me. <laughs> like, that was CEO standard. Yes. Like, I remember earlier you said, like, you want to be in, like, the position of, yeah. like, these older white men mm-hmm. in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah. can. Uh, you thank can. you. You guys are just complimenting me after every question. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to tell, like, we want our listeners to know. <laughs> like, like, I... They need to feel they need to feel our excitement. That's literally what I put. I said it in the last episode. I was like, I want you guys to be able to like feel the same love that we do for you. <laughs> yes. Because like aside from just like being a great friend, like she really is a great leader. And I of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so excited for the future of the VP of marketing, whoever's next in line. And for years after, I feel like marketing within AMA is just i don't know there's just something about it yeah it's exciting exhilarating of course Those i have the same words but okay <laughs> of course i have a bias because i'm in it but mm-hmm. i feel like and i said this last time too that i've learned so much in just these couple of years that i've been part of marketing and ama mm-hmm. than i have like ever <laughs> no i agree yeah so yeah thanks Very for being awesome. so awesome that was crazy <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all of our conversations are like aside from podcast we yeah. just kind of bounce off of each other and then we end up like um, making weird noises <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> guys <laughs> we, real ones know real ones know AMA off the clock un, like what is it like uncensored unfiltered yeah unfiltered yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, well, I know that I said that I was going to end it on that question, mm-hmm. but I have one more okay. special question. It's not that special. Um, I just kind of forgot to ask it earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, campaign of yours are you most proud of? It could be something like a personal project, mm. um, something for AMA, for a class, whatever. I love that question. The only issue is I could talk about that forever because... That's perfectly fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of projects I'm really proud of, honestly. Um, and... The two that immediately come to mind for me are related to AMA. Um, one of them being the Earth Day campaign, which was an in-person event that I led um, my first semester in marketing committee. And was it my first semester? Hmm. I think it was because <laughs> Fernanda was the VP. Um, I led the Earth Day campaign and basically it was an in-person kind of event where we all set up like um, these quote unquote like planting kits. And it was kind of to um, encourage students in their dorms to grow these plants because, you know, you have a window in your dorm. And so we got like low light seeds, um, potting mix and pots. And then we also had these little um, like sticks with our AMA branding on it and our QR code to learn like to our link tree. And I was really proud of that because it was making an impact and like people loved receiving the kits. All they had to do was like come up to us. 
Um, if they wanted to follow us, we would encourage them, but it wasn't like, let me make sure you're following us and we'll give you this plan. We didn't really do it with just that purpose. And I think that's what I like about it so much is that um, my mouth is so dry. I don't know if you guys can hear that. (laughs) (laughs) That's I'm like leaning from the mic. I'm like, (laughs) I left my water bottle here last night. So (laughs) Um, no, it's okay. Thank you. (laughs) But um, and then that campaign ended up being um, one of the finalists for Marketer of the Year Awards, um, Tampa Bay AMA. And I'm really, really proud of that um, because, like I said, it was a first semester project. So the fact that I was able to kind of lead that initiative and execute it and then get kind of nominated as a finalist for that was like a huge deal for me. Um, Another one was kind of the Giving Week campaign. We did a lot of um, graphics for that. We did physical collateral that um, Haley helped me create. And we were able to hand out little flyers about it. We were able to... um, post on LinkedIn, on Instagram about it. I just thought it was really fun. Um, It was the first time I did a campaign that I branded as its own campaign. So we used that AMA teal color and white. Um, That was our main color palette to make it stand out. And I also made like a logo specifically for that campaign so that it would um, stick in people's minds. And then do I have time for another answer or I don't know? Okay. (laughs) And then this one isn't directly related to AMA, but um, I was given the opportunity through AMA, and it was the photo shoot I did with you, Eric, for Where's the Hoop with Janice. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. fun. Oh, my I gosh, love you that. Guys, you look so good. <laughs> I know. Thank he's you. he's a, a natural. natural. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, but it was, just, it was just really cool because, like, usually when I have done photography, it's been for my personal art accounts or for my friends' like Instagram accounts and stuff like that. But to be able to actually do a photo shoot and um, so like kind of like direct the posing, um, give inspiration on location and work with a really close friend of mine, which is Eric and Janice. um, But for something that is a brand and it is helping this um, clothing brand, where's the hoop? Really, really cool for me. And then I was also able to get those pictures um, and post them on my private account, not my private account, my personal art account, where I kind of did graphic design on it, too. It was just a really um, fruitful project for me because I did it I I was able to get two completely different sides of the spectrum with it I was able to do something more serious more um you know clothing advertising strictly for their like professional Instagram account but then I was able to get those same pictures and other pictures they didn't use for their page and make it something really creative and in your face and I was the one able to post it on my stuff so I got so much out of just one project um and like a new experience for me so I really liked that. <laughs> I love yeah. all three of those. I remember the um, seeing posts about the Earth Day campaign. I wasn't here yet, but I remember seeing it. And I was like, that's so cool. And then the Giving Week. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was all the ICC pictures. I was like, yes, there's so much material to work it with. It was so like- cute. I loved it. And then, um, yes, those pictures were amazing. Like, both of you guys did such a great she job. Did good. <laughs> Thank you. You ate. You ate. How many letters in Devoured? Um, one, Ooh. two. <laughs> one, two. Let me go back. One, two. I don't know. Eight, eight, eight. Oh. <laughs> it's just a smart guy. No. I usually don't want to go back into. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
fridge. <laughs> no, the fridge is going crazy. The fridge is going crazy. This is going to... It's gonna... hungry. I know. Guys, I'm going to have to edit this. My stomach <laughs> in class. <laughs> <laughs> Me and add class in like 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our episode. Um... We're really uh, glad that we got to interview Chris, um, and we hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. I'm going to, I forgot to do this last week, and I was so mad about it. <laughs> Media of the week. What are you listening to? What are you watching? Something you recommend. Um. Okay, okay. I have had this album on repeat. You guys probably don't know, but. Sorry. She's probably going to her Spotify. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sorry. His name's Leon Thomas. Okay. He was in Victorious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listening. a producer, isn't he? Yeah, he's a producer. He's worked with like a lot of artists. Too many. I can't even think. Mm-hmm. But he came out with his own album. I think it's called Electric Dusk. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just started listening to this last week. It's good. I loved it. You guys <laughs> would love it. If you're really into like R&B and soul, some yes. alternative a little bit in there it's definitely for you guys does he sing also did i miss that part yeah he sings oh okay i have to check it out yeah that's good i'm like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right chris what about you um i okay so music wise this one is embarrassing what i've been watching is embarrassing but <laughs> <laughs> that's why i just say i was, I was watching like, <laughs> music wise i've been listening to brent a lot larger than life mm-hmm. um new album unannounced and then he just dropped it. It was crazy. Favorite songs, Upset. Upset and Forever Yours, my top songs on the album. Sorry, guys. If you could see me in the background right now. Eric is very excited. We're passionate about this. I, ooh, oh. I loved that album also. Yeah. But the songs that I liked, why are they one minute? No, like, it's like that. Why? They want you asking for more. Sorry, like, guys, we're not going to go on this tangent. But... <laughs> a whole episode dedicated just to this. No, li- literally episode about Larger Than Life. Yeah. I could, I could literally spend the whole time talking about it. I'm down for it. We'll get you two to talk about it, and I'll just be like, mm, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I see. Ah, interesting. <laughs> and then um, media-wise, what I've been watching, I've been watching the new season of Love is Blind. Oh. Um, it's, oh, my God. It's, like, crazy. It's, like, crazy. I haven't even caught up all the way yet. But it's, I love Love is Blind because it's just, like, absurd. Like, it's not even, yeah, like, yeah. like I don't like reality TV unless it's really trashy and really, <laughs> like, interesting and, like, dramatic. And that's exactly what Love is Blind is. Maybe like, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, like, it's, yes, it's exactly, it's, like, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, oh, no, they said this and that. Let's blow it out of proportion. <laughs> like, there was literally just an argument that was over, like, nothing. And I was like, this is why I love, (laughs) this is why I love trashy reality TV. Like, that's crazy to me. But yeah, that's what I've been watching lately. (laughs) No, I think that's, that's pretty good. I kind of want to get into that too. Um, I've only seen one reality TV show, but I feel like it's becoming a guilty pleasure. I just can't watch it like by myself because Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm taking it too seriously. (laughs) I need to make my own commentary on it (laughs) with my friends. (laughs) So I'm not like, because sometimes it's just so awkward. I feel like I'm watching like. My parents fight or something. What, like, what show? <laughs> it was <laughs> the ultimatum. Was oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. That was crazy. But anyways, <laughs> um, I don't know. Mine's kind of a basic answer when it comes to what I've been listening to. But I've been listening to 1989 Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. So very good. Highly recommend. Love her vault songs. I need the haters to stop. 
It's just really good. It's just good. You're hurting her feelings. Yeah, guys, please. I am. I'm like. I'm Taylor Swift, bro. <laughs> it's been my feelings you directly. Know, you know how men are like, I'm Batman? Yes. The women I'm are like, Taylor I'm Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> Guys, believe me. Send me your debit card information. Your social security. <laughs> what's your mom's maiden name? Um, and your birth certificate. And I'll get you free tickets to my Eras tour. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I've been listening to that. And then watching. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan to watch uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. So, yeah. review next week. Yes. <laughs> That's all the episode is. I just talk about it for two hours <laughs> straight. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's all I've been doing, all I've been listening to. Cool. Yay. Yay. Okay, I'm so excited to see FNAF also. Yay. Yay. Or, 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 or. Okay. I was going to do that, but I was like, is that? Is it copyrighted? Have I been? No, <laughs> no, I was like, have I Don't been? Don't get us copyrighted. <laughs> I, I cannot afford that. <laughs> Out of your pocket. If we get copyrighted, <laughs> you're paying. <sighs> well, I have nothing else for us to end it on. So we'll just. Thanks say, for listening, yeah, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yay. See you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for having me.